Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Stephanie Hessler, an accomplished high-performance coach, executive coach, career and leadership coach, speaker, helping people rise to exceptional in their career and life. She spent a significant part of her career in the financial industry on Wall Street at the Merrill Lynch, now Bank of America, and with Northern Trust Global Investments, working on billions of dollars of financial transactions and investments. So without further delay, let's welcome Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Subrat, for having me today. Stephanie, let's start from your journey first. As we always know that journey is the most important thing. So what inspired you to become a coach? How did you get started in this profession? Yeah, that's a really great question. So what inspired me was my mentor and specifically one of my mentors in the personal growth industry. So back when I was still working in the corporate world, I started studying personal growth and spirituality and world religions also in order to improve myself. But this particular mentor taught me about things that I hadn't heard before, like success principle and also about going deeper into mindset. And I learned about self-image that deep in our mind, deep in our subconscious mind is a picture of ourselves. And I wrote the new script for me and things started to really change. My friends noticed, people started coming to me. And so in 2014, I started my coaching business. Self-image made such a difference for me and I realized I didn't want people to go through the same struggles I had been through, which is why I launched the coaching business. And how it is going on now? Well, so I'm now in my ninth year. So I actually started my business almost nine years ago. And I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of high achieving corporate leaders, business owners and entrepreneurs. And I have seen some amazing, amazing transformations. Awesome. Great. So basically you focus on uh, one-on-one coaching or do you have other options like group coaching or online program? If anyone wants to get coaching from you, then uh, what kind of options are available? Yeah. So over the years, I've refined my approach and my coaching program is called the Bliss Accelerator. And what it is, it's like a flagship program. I used to have different approaches in the past, but I found this super successful for my clients. So it's an immersed, intensive, transformational coaching process. And there's three approaches. Number one is a self-study portion. And in the self-study, my clients do introspection on their own thinking and beliefs. They learn about how their mind works because the mind is the most important part of us that determines our results. And they learn success principles. The second part of my coaching journey is that we have group calls. So my clients tend to be like-minded, high-achieving individuals. So every week I host group events. They're invited to that for a reinforcement of the information. And then the third part is that there is one-to-one coaching to really get clear about specific strategy for my clients. So that make sure they're executing on what they're learning and taking action. So Stephanie, since you got a lot of experience in coaching industry, what do you think that, what are the most important qualities for a successful coach to possess? Yeah, you know, that's a really great question. And the thing is that I think it's, probably different for different coaches based on their personalities, right? And I think that for me, because I, like I said, I've been doing this for nine years, so I've been able to see, you know, the impact of my approach on my clients. So I think it's two things that I bring in particular. Number one is I'm a very good listener, very, very good listener. So I'm able to really meet the client where they are 
And I'm also able to, number two, inspire them. Not only inspiring them by seeing the best in them, because even high-achieving individuals, as you probably know, Subrat, don't always see the best in themselves. And I'm there as a guide to see that in them, but also to inspire them from my experience, right? My experience in life as a professional, as a corporate executive, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a family person, right? Just the the different components of my life experience and to show them how this material has transformed my life. So to guide them also with that inspirational component. And adding to that, how do you approach them like working with who really are struggling to achieve their goals? Yeah. So, you know, the truth is that most of the people who come to me are struggling with achieving their goals, right? And the hard thing is that even very intelligent people who went to some of the best schools in the world who think they should be doing better are struggling nonetheless, right? So I believe like most of the people are struggling with that no matter how type of education that you got or uh, how much intelligent you are or how much IQ, UQ, whatever you have, we all once in life or twice or maybe some people regularly struggle in that part. That's right. Yes, that you're absolutely right. Yes. So one of the first things I teach them is to stop using the word struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because I truly believe that whatever we think about becomes our reality and we don't want to have more struggle, but that rather life is a journey. And unlike all the little animals out there who have instinct, we don't have instinct. We have to learn. And success is a learning journey. So I think those are important things I share with them. Awesome. Stevie, as you know that as we are humans, each and every day we have to deal with some kinds of problems, challenges, difficulties in our life. And when you are a coach or you are an entrepreneur, the thing is double. So how do you manage all these things, stay motivated and continue to grow as a coach? So right, Subrat. As an entrepreneur, the challenges often are doubled. You're you're absolutely correct. So number one is that I have a daily mindset practice. Like I mentioned to you, one of the things I important things I learned from my mentor was just how powerful the mind is, right? And that our life experience reflects our predominant thinking and beliefs. So I have a daily mindset practice where I get very grounded in myself. This includes reviewing my goals, reviewing my self-image script so that I'm sure to be stepping into my best and future self, and also often meditation, affirmations. I have to keep feeding very, very positive seeds and images into the fertile soil of my subconscious mind. So that's number one. The second thing that I do is that I'm a voracious reader and learner. So love meeting you and being a podcast host because I'm following your podcast now. I listen to a lot of podcasts because there's so much to be learned from great hosts and teachers and authors, past and present. And number three is that I'm part of masterminding and accountability groups. So this is really linking minds with other like-minded individuals, some coaches, to help me stay inspired, get ideas, brainstorm, and also push me out of my limiting beliefs that still come up. Yeah. Like sometimes we need some external things because most of the time our internal part is not working at that point of time. So sometimes we need some external, sometimes we need some internal and combine all these things, we always grow in our life. 
That's right. Yes, that is right. Internal and external. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Stephanie, how do you balance holding your clients accountable? Because accountability, I think, is like most crucial part when it comes to coaching, right? But while also being compassionate and supportive. That's a great question because I do like to think of myself as someone who is truly here on planet Earth to be helpful, right? At the same time, being compassionate and really caring, but that isn't enough to help people move forward with their goals. So I do try to meet people where they are, absolutely, and exert that required empathy and compassion. But I think the other thing I've learned over the years, Subrat, is that I have to bring in the right type of person, right? It's got my client is someone who has to be willing to do the work, yeah, willing to be held accountable in order to achieve the results, yeah. right? Because that willingness. Sometimes some outer situations or outer circumstances hold clients to be more accountable, right? So at that point of time, like how you manage all the things. Oh, you mean like if somebody's external circumstances are particularly challenging? Yes. Yeah, so that's actually perfect. And it happens to many of my clients because the fact is that life is always challenging. Life is about challenges. So sometimes somebody will say to me, oh, I need to take a month off from the coaching because my kids are home from college or because whatever, right? And there's sometimes where that maybe is the appropriate thing. But most time, it's an opportunity to face life head on and to really go deeper. Because I think that life is always showing us the challenge that's going to teach us the most. So I usually try to, in those cases, when there might be some resistance, push my clients to keep at it. And Sydney, if you've seen nowadays, AI, like artificial intelligence, is entering each and every field, right? So what do you think that, what kind of impact that AI is going to have on the coaching industry, like in future? Yeah, that's a great question. The impact that the, that AI is going to have on the coaching industry. And because it is so dominant in our global thinking right now, AI has really burst out into the world. It's very much on my mind as well. So I think that as far as I can see, to use some of the words that you used, I don't see AI being able to replace compassion or empathy or trust, right? These are some of the qualities that a really good coach brings to the coaching relationship. So I think from that standpoint, the coaching industry is is in a really good place in terms of being sort of protected from AI taking over. Where I do see a big impact is with the, I mean, the amazing things AI can do. So Subrat, I do videos that I post on YouTube well, there are AI programs that can dig out the best, best sections of a video, right? There are AI like ChatGPT that can help with editing or writing things. So while I don't think it can ever replace an individual, it certainly is an amazing, amazing tool. And my team and I are already taking advantage of that. And you know what, like I just do a lot of the research about because right now we are mostly work on AI because same like US in India, there are a lot of startup is booming here, right? Mm-hmm. They're like the US has Silicon Valley, then India has Bangalore and it's same like that. So we always do some market research and all and one number one thing that we noticed or we found like on our research that within 
three to five years, the coaching business is going to have like a lot of boom because people are automating all the things, all the tasks, and they are just depending on the technology part. But the life yeah. problems that would be increased. So when you are like facing a lot of the problems and a lot of the things, our mindset like at that point of time, we mostly be distracted on all the things like our our work or whatever the part that in our life. And that point of time, coaches are comes into the picture and they are going to uh, earn a lot of money. Yes. So you bring up a really good point. I hadn't thought about that because in a way, AI is going to cause more stressors too. And in one way, it makes life easier. But it, And you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Thank you for that insight. It's not my thought, but it's a, like people who are researching about AI. I just read mm-hmm. that and then I yes, it makes sense. And it's a logic part because the more we depend on the technology, our life is like wisdom or everything. So true. And I think people want, you're right, with more technology, we also want more genuine connection. Yeah. Let's see, I'm using ChatGPT to writing all the things. So at that point of time, I'm not going to use my brain, right? Like the way I will use my brain when I do not have ChatGPT or the way I will use my brain when I have ChatGPT is like completely different type. Right. So in that part of time, we will like suppress and the technology will just have like a boom. And at that point of time, we'll have a lot of life problems. Right. So Very not, interesting. So just like you are just crushing in the market and making a lot of money. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so Stephanie, uh, can you share any example of your coaching success story and what do you believe contributed to its success? Yeah, Absolutely. I have I have so many coaching success stories and clients I'm so, so proud of. But I was specifically thinking of one of my clients who is a startup CEO, and she's out there in the world building her team, building her business, and providing service in the healthcare space. And I'm so proud of her helping her to ignite her purpose, create a very bold vision, but also to tap into her innate determination. It was already in her. And something else I want to emphasize that contributed to her success out in the world is relative to my coaching program, she followed through on the lesson. She participated in our group calls. She showed up prepared for our one-to-one coaching calls. She was really committed to the coaching process and did the work. That's what creates the transformation. Okay, so I'm not, now I'm going to ask you an interesting question as your entire experience like, what do you think? What do you see that men are always, you have a lot of men clients or you have a lot of women clients? Who is the people that need more coaching when it yes. men and women? Well, that's a really, really great question. And I want to emphasize that I have two sons, I have brothers, I have wonderful men in my life, but I'm a woman, right? And so not surprisingly, I would say I have about 5% of my clients are women, but I also have men clients, and they are wonderful, wonderful people. I think that everyone needs coaching. I don't know if I have more women because I'm a woman. I've heard that women are more open-minded about growth and change, but I certainly welcome men and women into my... Awesome. Yeah, you are so true that everyone needs coaching because it always like makes some another steps in our life and it's really important to learn other people's experience and grow their life because that is a smart action that we can take like in our entire life. That's right. 
Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about right. some misconception. As you know that every industry has some kind of misconception. So what are some common misconception about coaching and how do you address them with your clients? Yeah, I you know, I think that I would say the biggest one that I see is that coaches are about giving advice and if you do the advice, things will change for you, right? And often that misconception because a lot of the work I do is around career issues is that it's a matter of tactical issues. I'll improve my resume, or if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, I'll improve my marketing materials or make more phone calls or whatever that might be. But the bottom line is that I can give you the best advice in the world, but that transformation has to happen in with your thinking, with your beliefs. That's where the transformation happens. And so the tactics just isn't enough. Right. You've got to really embrace the mindset journey, changing yourself from the inside out first. Correct. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And you are also doing the career coaching, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have some story. If you want to know, I'm just happy to tell you that it's a creative strategy that used by some of our, not just that person is so close to me, but I know the person. It's like people are just sending resume, just creating, putting a lot of the text into it and all. But that person needs, he always wants to get some career job, job in Netflix, right? Or do you know Netflix? Yeah. So what he made, he made, instead of making a very traditional type of resume, Microsoft Words or Google or Docs or whatever, the PDF files, what he did, he create his resume on a web series, like episode, the number one episode contains some previous experience, mm-hmm. the number two episodes contain some, you know, educational background, the number three, that what the things that they can bring into the table. So in that manner, like he created a videos web series like resume and sent it to the Netflix. And within one month, all the procedure, whatever the Netflix has, like the people reach out to him and uh, he now he is working on Netflix. Oh, I love that. That is such a great example of you have to differentiate yourself, right? You have to think yeah, out. You have to always look at what the recruiter, manager, or the people who are recruiting. People, that level of authority, if they see this type of resume, they cannot be ignored, right? Exactly. <laughs> this guy is like some another creativity and we need these people in our team. Yes, I love that I story. The company. Like, That's right. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that ties into something that I teach my clients that I like to think for myself is that you've got to be the star of your life, not the supporting role. Okay, so Stephanie, now I want you to imagine that you are writing your autobiography. How do you name it and why? Yeah. Well, just be backing off of the comment I just made. My autobiography is called Star of My Life because so much of my life I played being that supporting role. Living other people's goals and dreams, including people who I work for. And when you really step into your power, your uniqueness, you are here to fulfill your purpose, right? To be the best version of myself. And I can really say I'm the star of my life. And it's been a journey. There's a story to tell there. Got it. Got it. Got it. And when can we expect your book? Well, I'm currently writing my first book. So this one will probably be in a few years. Great. Awesome. So, Stephanie, before I wrap up our podcast today, any final message that you would want to share with our listener? Yeah, there is one final message that I want to leave with your listeners, and that is that everyone, everyone has exceptional inside of them. It's a matter of drawing it out. 
And that success is about changing our thinking and our beliefs. It's an inside out journey. And I invite your listeners to download my free career elevation checklist and guide. If they go to my website, stephaniehessler.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, they will re- they can sign up to receive their free checklist. Great. And uh, tell us about your, all the social media platforms so that our audience can find you and get in touch with you. Yes. So I'm on YouTube and Instagram at, and Facebook as well as Stephanie Hessler Live. And then I'm on LinkedIn as Stephanie Hessler. Guys, to make sure you follow Stephanie as she's a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur. So thank you, Stephanie, for being on the show and it was an honor to hosting you today. So Brett, thank you so much. It was an absolute honor to be here with you and I'm so grateful for the important work that you're doing. Most welcome. So that's it. I am your host, Subrat, signing off and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. <laughs>